Welcome back to Legally Uncensored. I'm your host, Demetria Grays, a licensed family law attorney based in California. Get ready for hard-hitting discussions and uncensored insights as we tackle the complex topics that lie at the heart of love, relationships, and sometimes even war. Our mission is to provide you with valuable tools and knowledge to navigate the often treacherous waters of family law. This season, we are digging deeper into the shadows, shedding light on narcissism, traumas, and the darker sides of divorce and relationships. But fear not, we're also celebrating the triumphs of the underdog. It's time to expose the truth, explore the gritty details, and uncover the winds amidst the chaos. Today, we are doing things a little different. We have a very special guest and friend of mine, Chad, a devoted father who brings a unique perspective to our discussion. Similar to last season, we love a good POV from men and women. Chad is a fire captain of 23 years with the Los Angeles County Fire Department, originally from Hooks, Texas. Chad's journey as a single father after divorce has shaped his worldview and provided him with invaluable insights into the legal aspects and challenges that arise during this process. His personal experiences navigating the legal system and advocating for the best interests of his child make his perspective invaluable. In today's episode, we will have the privilege of hearing Chad's point of view on various legal matters surrounding divorce, custody, and co-parenting. He will share his triumphs, struggles, and lessons learned, shedding light on the emotional and legal complexities faced by single fathers. Welcome, Chad. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm so happy we can finally get you on the show. You are a hard man to reach. Yes, ma'am. It's like that sometimes, but, but glad to be here. We made it happen. We made it happen. So let's start our discussion with your divorce journey. How did that come to be? How did you know it was time? I had actually known it was time long before I was actually served with the papers. But as I tell people, I wasn't man enough to uh, divorce my ex-wife. Eventually, through time, she made the first step and filed the legal separation paperwork. Were you expecting her to file or were you just going to coast through the relationship? So due to an incident that occurred, I was expecting it to happen at some point. Overall, what did you learn about yourself in the divorce journey? I learned what I was made of. I learned what things in life were most important to me. And this whole divorce journey also, I think, grew me up and matured me quite a bit and really focused me to be the man that my mom raised me to be. In this process, you have one daughter, correct? Yes, she's uh, 20 years old. How was that process, watching your daughter kind of watch the two of you go through the divorce journey? Honestly, you know, even throughout the great sadness and disappointment that I experienced through the divorce journey, you know, once you become a parent, you really realize that the most important thing is your seed. And that hurt me the most, seeing her struggle through me leaving our home that we had built together, having to pretty much displace her uh, with her having to come and split time between the two of us. So that, that was very difficult to deal with. And at the beginning of the divorce process, how often did you see her once you left the residence? I did my divorce in a very unorthodox manner in that we actually coexisted in our home for four years while being legally separated. It was a very <laughs> uncomfortable situation and it was very sticky in, in any and every way you can think of. 
uh, however it's what we chose to do. So when I eventually did get my apartment, we were already in the uh, finished product that you had given me my dissolution papers and everything was already set in in stone our visitation day. So I had 50% custody. How was it for you navigating co-parenting and managing the custodial arrangement as a single father? Very difficult. Those are the things that you take for granted as a married couple. When you're able to freely go to work, you know, obviously being a firefighter, I work 24-hour shifts. Sometimes I work 48 and sometimes 96 or more. If I'm on a campaign fire, maybe gone for two weeks. And so these are things that never had to be thought about or considered as far as childcare because I knew if I wasn't there, then her mom would take care of her. So it was calling my mom, calling aunts, uncles, friends, and many. So it, it was very difficult, but eventually the village came together and came through for me. What was the biggest challenge you faced parenting a daughter? Being able to relate to a young lady, obviously being a man, and, and even though I was raised by women for the most part, being able to understand her hormones and her different mood swings and the different things that young ladies go through she actually experienced her first period while she was staying with me. And after I dropped off at the bus stop, I called my mom and I cried. Aww. So like, <laughs> just letting you know, it was, it was uncharted territory. And she handled that situation way better than I did and told me she had a little kit. Don't worry, Dad, I got a little kit and uh, I, I got everything <laughs> covered. I've been taught. And I was like, well, thank you. Right. Thank you, whoever <laughs> provided the kit, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we both know parenting can be very demanding emotionally and physically. So how did you manage being a single father now, your job, your personal life, your mental health, all of it? Well, you know what what I'll tell you is one, one of the greatest gifts that I was given through this struggle, this entire journey is my mom and a couple other friends of the family suggested that we do divorce therapy, something I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I think uh, when I mentioned it to you, you told me it'd be a great idea also. And so once we actually got everyone on board, myself, my ex and my daughter, we did divorce therapy and she did some on her own. It was like night and day, the change and being able to get some understanding and allowing my daughter to have a third party to speak to other than myself and her mom, I think was a great help in navigating that. I think that's very mature of you and your ex to say, hey, we want to be great parents. We want to move forward with this. As you know, I often recommend therapy. I think it's extremely important to continue to work on yourself, even if you're uncoupling, as they say now. And then for your daughter, of of course, to have an outlet, because sometimes kids are forgotten in the process and don't really have an outlet to express how they're feeling. You've mentioned that your mom helped Explain to us who was in your tribe after your divorce. So my tribe, individually and collectively, with my mom and my my oldest sister, they were there early and often. And if it was my turn for visitation, they took Kayla with no problem. That was a great thing. So they, they were there for me in any and every way. That's awesome because I think parents need to hear that as they uncouple, that it's important to identify your tribe. To your point that you were used to having her mom there when you don't have someone, it's extremely important to identify who's going to assist you because we all know we all need the help for sure. Absolutely. Yes. 
So at some point, you clearly decided to date again because you're remarried. So <laughs> when did you decide to get back out there and get back on the market? Uh, it it kind of happened pretty, I won't say pretty quickly because it was four years in between the uh, legal separation to the dissolution. But uh, pretty quickly after me leaving the house, uh, it was just something that felt right and, and happened when it went from dating to eventually being married. I think I'm the the cup, I guess the relationship type. Uh, having a teammate or a partner, I think is essential in life. And that's how it unfolded. I often tell people, I think it's quite dangerous to date while you're going through the process or while you're working through your emotions. What is your thought or your advice to anybody that thinks it's a good idea to date while divorcing? I personally think dating while divorcing, there's no problem with it. I don't think you should jump from one to the next because a lot of times I can, I mean, you hear the term rebound and it's it's a true thing. You're just looking for the next best thing or something to replace when truthfully you need to kind of figure out who you are, what you're about and what your real needs are in a relationships as well as your wants and be able to identify if you found that or not. I have a couple of clients now that are engaged to their new spouses and still going through the divorce. It seems quite rushed. I can only say so much as to personalize, but I, I know it can be very emotionally harmful to both parties because you're not all the way healed for the most part. There are exceptions. So how did that go with your wife and your daughter? Did they get along? Did your daughter have some hesitation there? Oh, there was great hesitation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so there was hesitation, I want to say. So let's say that the dissolution took place in 2014. And there was always a respect because I, I made it very clear to, you know, you don't got to like her, but you will respect her. So there was always a respect factor. But as far as warm and fuzzy, I would say warm and fuzzy was started being experienced probably about seven years later. Like as far as complete warm and fuzzy, always friendly, and cool, but warm and fuzzy and all completely accepting. That was about 2021. Absolutely. Did you talk to her about what she was feeling and why the hesitation? I did. A lot of what I heard in those times kind of seemed to be her hesitation was that she didn't really feel like she was allowed to love my new wife because it meant that she wasn't loving or honoring her mom. And that's what I gathered. But I think through her maturity and just seeing that we actually do have a good relationship and we are about her, I think she was able to realize and come to the realization that my wife is not trying to take her mom's spot by any way. She's not trying to parent her, but she's actually there to support me in supporting her as her parent. And she's been all in since then. Now, what about your wife? Because some step parents can overstep boundaries. What was her approach to your daughter? Was she hands off and kind of let you take the lead in the parenting role? Absolutely. So my wife doesn't have any kids. So with that, I think that was there was an advantage in that she wasn't a parent of her being completely hands off and only engaging when asked to. So never tried to force herself in situations, myself and my daughter to have daddy daughter date nights and do like her own special thing. And she insisted at times that Hey, you guys should probably go do this or do that instead of all of us. So very conscious and 
accommodating to the situation. Now, because your daughter was with you 50% of the time, did you introduce your wife to your (laughs) ex-wife? So, well, that's yes. So the answer (laughs) to that, yes. So 2014 is when I moved out of the home and 2016 is when we decided to take my daughter and one of her friends to Hawaii with us. My ex insisted that she meet her. So they met face to face prior to us taking that vacation. And it was not a it was not a pleasant meeting, but it happened. She requested it and it happened. And well, why wasn't it pleasant? You were divorced. So how did it go? Why wasn't it pleasant? Because it was just attitude, yeah, attitude coming from that point. So, yes. You have to tell us, like, what happened? So it was a meeting at a Starbucks. It was just a lot of frowns and it just wasn't friendly. Like you could tell it was a it was kind of an intimidating type deal. Honestly, I don't know if I could have set the situation up to be more comfortable or not. We met on her turf where she requested me to be and did it exactly as as she requested. I had to get the permission to take her out of town because we have, you know, joint custody. And so it went down the way it went down. I'm assuming your daughter was not present. She definitely was not present, no, and which is a good thing because, again, it was it was so thick you could have definitely cut the tension in the air. Now, I know you all did therapy. Is there a reason the meeting didn't happen in a therapeutic setting? That's a good question. I don't know that that was anything that any of us considered. That probably would have been even better. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight. <laughs> Having the therapist there to uh, assist in, in the boxing match, but... It happened, and and honestly, even though it was very uncomfortable, I feel like it needed to happen. It needed to be out in the open. Everybody needed to see each other and understand that this was the way that my household was moving. And, and, I mean, we want to take take our daughter on vacation. It's it's that simple. Your ex-wife ever warm up to your current wife, or she just kept the Cold War? Warm up is a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Warm up is a stretch, but what I will tell you though, uh, since then, my ex-wife has been over here in our home for certain events probably about five times. So the most recent was was our daughter's birthday, and she had it here. Had some friends over, and her, her mom came and kicked it for a couple hours. Not kicked it like we just hanging, chopping it up, but she was here and she had some of her friends and hung out and had some drinks and ate. And she brought over a plate and and I cooked as well. Prior to that, I think her first time coming over here was when our daughter was going to prom. She came over and helped her get ready for prom. So they play nice in the sandbox. Karen, your story, it's very, very mature. Believe me, some couples (laughs) cannot do what you all are doing. So I salute all of you, including your current wife, because that is a lot to deal with. Definitely blessed to to be able to co-parent well and be able to have some sort of, just for everyone to be civil. They're not friends, like I said, by any means, right. but they're cordial. So they can be in the same same setting and, and say hi, and, and that will be about it. But they'll at least say hi. <laughs> but I think that's great for your daughter to see, too, that her well-being was paramount for the both of you. And I think that's very positive for her, which brings me to my next question. How did you foster an environment for her to come and talk to you about her feelings throughout the divorce. I know you mentioned therapy. Did you all discuss it at home or what were her thoughts as you moved, you know, away from the divorce process? Well, you know, I think children in general want what they want and they're creatures of habit. 
and don't really understand any of the complexities of divorce and why or why not. Because it was years after that talking to her and, and keeping the airways open between us that I just asked her, like, do you want us to get back together or something? And she was like, yes. I had to tell her, well, that's not happening. Like, it's not. And I was like, even if something happens and I'm not with my current wife, I'm not getting back with your mom. And I'm like, there's no disrespect to your mom. That ship has sailed. And I, I wish her the best. So I think just continuing, and I'm, and I'm blessed to have, especially being a father and a daughter with her being 20, I'm blessed that she is, feels open to talk to me. And oftentimes she does have very open dialogue with me and sometimes shares things that I wish she wouldn't have shared. <laughs> but And all my friends, including my wife, say, you know, you should be proud of that because none of them had that type of relationship where they would have ever told their father some of the things that my daughter shares with me. So I'm blessed that she feels open and knows that I'm not going to judge her. And even if it's something that she's gotten herself in trouble with, that I'm going to support her, I'm going to teach her, and I'm going to make sure she feels safe. I think it's important to note what you said. She is 20 and still talking about divorce. And I'm concerned at times because I feel kids get kind of left out of the healing process. Um, when parents divorce. So I think it's important to continue to keep the dialogue going because she still might have questions as she gets older. During the process, did you all sit her down and tell her you were uncoupling or divorcing or did you just do it and she kind of had to see it? We sat her down. I waited until I received this wonderful email from the Graves Law Firm that said your solution is complete. It, it was like it was yesterday and I was like, <laughs> Anyways, and then that's when uh, her mom and I sat her down, approached her, and we told her what was happening. We told her that I was moving and, and all of such. And then she started assisting me and looking for an apartment, which she was excited about that. But yeah, she cried and was very sad. And, and it was a very sad time for the three of us, for sure. Is that the moment you went to therapy? Like, how did you reassure her that things were going to be fine? All of that good stuff. We reassured her that no matter what happened, that we were both going to be great parents to her and that we were going to make sure that she was supported and that she felt safe and that she had any and everything that she needed. And that is the time that we began therapy. That is excellent. I do want to talk a little bit about your attorney. I'm clearly, I'm biased. How important is it to have a supportive attorney, not just legally, but as you kind of navigate this process? I think you were a cheat code for me with your history and being in, a, you know, us growing up in the same area and having a lot of similarities. So like the comfort level was there. Obviously, if you go through such an intimate yet tragic event in your life, I think having someone who was just all business that I couldn't just joke with. I think I ran some like the foulest of scenarios as well as the greatest <laughs> of scenarios. And I, I don't know if I would have been comfortable with speaking on where my head was. You're going through divorce and you're thinking of any and every possible thing that can happen to you. You've heard, everyone has heard so many horrified stories of how you end up, what you lose, how you are at the end. So I ran every scenario. Some of them were probably illegal. But again, <laughs> at that point, you're in a fight and you would tell me, yeah, yeah, no, let's not do that. 
but you no, know, my experience with my uh, divorce attorney was was great, and I think it was for the fact that there was a I felt a level of security, I felt a le- level of comfort. All my questions were answered, and if there was a question that you were unsure about, you told me you'd get back to me, and then you'd clarify, and we made sure that I was comfortable, I was, and I was comfortable in, in in paying you what you asked for, and I was comfortable in the service you provided. So I think that's great. A consumer-customer relationship. We talk a lot on the show about picking an attorney that's right for you because sometimes that can frustrate the process as well. It's extremely important to have an attorney that's going to tell you, no, you can't do that, or yes, you can do this. Otherwise, it can be a totally different experience. So I'm happy you were happy, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So more and more fathers are winning custody. May it be 50-50 or full custody these days. What advice or tips now that you went through this process do you have for fathers that are now single fathers, maybe don't have a support system or anything you would like to share to fathers that are in your position? I would say make sure you are seeking your visitation for the correct reason. I say that because a lot of people try and get their visitation according to how much money they're going to save. I can't lie. Me having 50% was a great factor in what I had to pay, but it was not my motivation. My motivation was because growing up without a father, I wanted to make sure that I actually had the opportunity to have my hands completely involved in my daughter's life. So that's why I wanted complete and equal joint custody and visitation so that I would always have the opportunity to speak with my child face-to-face on a regular basis and be able to affect the change and be that security blanket for her when she needed it. To the men who find themselves in that situation, you have to evaluate who's going to provide the best home. And not that if you if things get so broken down and you have to go live in some back house or something that That's not a survivable situation, but you also just want to make sure you're not doing it for selfish reasons and you're going to put yourself and your child or your children in the best situation to win. Did you create a safe space for your daughter to be able to positively discuss her mother in your household? Absolutely. We've always used her name. That's very important. Never referred to and still don't refer to her mom as your mom. I made a conscious effort to use her name as well as when I began to date. Also, when I got married, we made sure we used her name, including when my wife would refer to her and also wanted to be very clear. We can talk about any and everything that you experienced while you were with your mom and feel free to, it's not taboo in the house. So feel free to mention and, and, and say it. You all are very mature (laughs) for divorce parties. I am really impressed. But can you share with us a great moment that you had as a single father that made all of the challenges you may have experienced worthwhile to you? I'd have to say just this last Father's Day of my daughter buying me a gift with her own money and then the amazing card that she wrote me. The words that were expressed in it Brought me to tears. The older I get, I cry so much more. But anyways, (laughs) brought me to tears because this young lady expressed that she appreciates my patience with her. She appreciates that I've told her that I'm evolving with her because the way I was taught to parents, 
is not the way that I'm parenting and I'm evolving with her because obviously we're different. We're way different than the children are today and their challenges are not our same challenges. And she basically in the card told me that even though she still pushes and she still challenges me, that she knows that I'm always here for her to listen to her. And that she knows that if she picks up the phone because she goes to school uh, in D.C., that I'll be there. That really warmed my heart. So it makes it all worth it. Well, it sounds like you did an amazing job. And like you said, she's in college. She's thriving. I'm sure you and your ex-wife and current wife are extremely proud of her. She's a great young lady. Like I said, Chad, I am so proud of you. I am so happy you you made some time for me to come on the podcast and (laughs) share your experience. Your dedication to being an involved parent, especially a man, is extremely encouraging for me. And I'm sure the people that will hear this. Your experience and wisdom have provided invaluable guidance to others who may find themselves in your situation. And I hope they can take away your maturity level and how you put the needs of your daughter above most likely your own. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having me. Always good to see you. Thank you all for tuning in to Legally Uncensored. We can be found on all social media platforms at Legally Uncensored. 